Welcome to Haunting History, the podcast that reaches back into the past for the events that still haunt us today. Tales of true crime, mystery, and the macabre. And when we're lucky, the stories were history and the people who lived it and the paranormal meet. Now who doesn't love a good ghost story, right? Welcome back to Haunting History Podcast. I'm your host, Kat. One of my favorite places in the world is Las Vegas. It's a place you can go for anything. You want a relaxing time by a mega pool where cocktail waitresses bring you pretty colored drinks right to your lounge chair? Or do you want to dance a night away in a high-end club in your high heels and cocktail dresses? Or maybe a show is your thing. From comedians to world-class performers, Vegas has it all. And if a more casual vibe is your thing, there's a casino for that where the attire is flip-flops in shorts. I've never really thought about the history of Vegas other than what you see in movies. I mean, I knew that it was primarily built by the mafia, but I never considered its true beginnings or the people who built it. The first hotel was built in 1905 and catered primarily to workers and tourists who came to the area to see the Hoover Dam. However, as the town grew in popularity, so did the hotels to what is now the mega resort town we see. And I've never really thought about the Vegas from the paranormal perspective. It's a place that's on for 24 hours a day with millions of people living, laughing, loving, and even dying. The fact that a hotel or casino would have the remnants of the past never even crossed my mind. When Benny Binion came to Vegas, it wasn't the resort town it is today. Built in 1951, Binion's Casino and Gambling Hall was a place you could have fun, gamble, and drink good whiskey. And people came to do just that. But how many of them chose Binion's as a place to spend their afterlife? With me is Tim Lager, general manager of Binion's, to tell us those stories. Hi, Tim. Hello. How are we doing? So it's okay to call you Cat because I was told Cat. Please. Cat. Yeah. yeah. So the history, that's when Benny Binion um, became part of this property in 1951. But actually, the Apache Hotel, the original part of our property, was built in 1932 by a gentleman named Pio Savante. And this part of the, the property, and, and so Binion's today is actually kind of multiple pieces of property. It started with the Apache, which became the Horseshoe. But then the Binion family purchased the Mint property um, in 1988, and they incorporated the two together. So we actually have two properties uh, merged. But the Hotel Apache, the one we're talking about, the haunted part, that was the original one that Benny Binion was involved in. And uh, Pio Savani, what he did is he came here, like you were mentioning, he came here because of the Hoover Dam. He was a gentleman that was a construct, a contractor from uh, Utah. Him and his son came here, wanted to be part of the, the dam. And what they realized is there was no air-conditioned hotels in Las Vegas when they came. The summers were very, as you know, in Las Vegas at 110, 115 degrees. Um, <clears throat> he realized that they would have to sit to try to sleep at night. They would take towels and soak them in water and, and try to cool their bodies. So... His idea was the Apache Hotel. So it was the very first air conditioned or air cooled, as they called it back then, hotel in Las Vegas. It also had the very first electronically controlled elevator in Southern Nevada. It was the second in the whole state. So it was kind of a some, some big deal for us. So with that being said, back in the 30s, when it was built with Las Vegas, there was a, if you wanted to have a quickie divorce from another state, you'd come here and be a resident for six weeks and you could get a quickie divorce. So we have famous people like Lucille Ball that stayed here when she was going through her divorce, W.C. Fields, Clark Gable, all stayed in this property in those late, mid, late 30s. 
to do that. So it was a really cool thing. So there's a lot of history even before Benny Binion. Then uh, basically, like I said, the, the Binions purchased the mint. Uh, we ended up purchasing the property. Uh, Terry Cottle, our owner of TLC Casinos, purchased the property in 2008. At that time, the hotel really wasn't being utilized very much. It was kind of in disrepair. Of course, we buy the property. Within three months, the economy collapses. The Great Recession happened, kind of put us in a bad spot. And so we basically had the hotel shuttered for 10 years, which is sad. And with the hotel, because when it was built in the 30s, it was all wood construction, which isn't current code for commercial properties. So when we came out of the recession, we tried to want to do something with it. And first we were told we couldn't do anything unless we completely gutted it, which we didn't want to do. Then we were able to work with the building and fire department where basically they said, as long as we didn't move walls, and we basically were issued a permit for uh, repair and maintenance. So we could go and repair the plumbing, repair the different things, do cosmetic things with flooring and wall coverings and and bathrooms. So we were able to bring it back uh, four years ago uh, during July. We were able to bring it back, but we thought, since we couldn't, with a modern hotel in Las Vegas, the rooms are a lot larger, bathrooms are a lot larger. And since we couldn't do that, we wanted to bring it back to the 30s. So when we remodeled, we put in hardwood floors, we have stained glass windows, we have the old school uh, phones that are in the room, old school uh, clocks that are in the room. We have refrigerators that look like the old Frigidaire type refrigerator you would have seen back in the day. So we wanted to create that feeling. Also, we brought it back as the Apache Hotel at Binion's. So we wanted to resurrect that brand that had been shut down for several years. And as you said, we did realize over time and our employees made us very aware that we do have permanent guests at our property, which are very playful and fun. They don't hurt nobody, but uh, they do um, create a new experience. So we thought if we're bringing it back as historic, we might as well be historic and haunted because that's what we are. Um, and people seem to really embrace it. In the whole Hotel Apache, how many you didn't open the entire thing, right? There's so many rooms that are still closed off. So the Apache is completely reopened. That's 81 rooms. What I think you're thinking of is is on the mint side of the property, that tower is still closed, which is about 290 rooms. So we just reopened the historic Apache at this point. And the Apache, who do you, who do you think hasn't moved on? Do you have theories of who's still there? You know, we have so many incidents. What we do is with the guests, we have a little comment card. And if they have an experience, we just ask them to write it down. And then what we did is outside the rooms, we've noted some of the more kind of cool experiences. So if you walk down our hallways, you'll see little signs saying what the experiences are. It seems it's it's playful. We Funny thing, um, we have a lot of incidents of kids playing and laughing. Uh, so we've had a lot of guests say, you know, they're hearing kids running up and down the hallway and laughing and giggling. They open the door. There's nobody there. Um, we've had them go down to the front desk and go to complain saying, Hey, there's kids at two o'clock in the morning playing in the hallways. You need to tell their parents and our front desk person tells them we have no children in the hotel. It's all adults. We have, they like to be playful about moving things in the room. For some reason, they really like to take things and move them to the center of the room or the bed. So they'll, people go to sleep at night, all their stuff sitting on one nightstand. The next morning they wake up, it's all the way on the other side of the room or, things in their bathrooms will move. The curtains, shower curtain will open up. So it's it's playful type things. Um, sometimes they'll have bags of chips sitting there sealed up. Next morning you wake up, they're all open in, in a different location. So um, 
things like that. But it's never, it's always playful. They, they like to get people's responses. Sometimes people hear people talking, turn on the light, and there's nobody there. Uh, stuff like that. And no idea why there would be children. No idea. That's the one that kind of caught us off guard. Uh, we actually, we brought some mediums in um, early on when we purchased the property before we opened it. And different mediums didn't know each other. And they would say, hey, I can hear kids laughing and giggling under the bed over here. I can hear. So we don't know if, who knows, possibly when people used to come here to gamble, they left their kids in the rooms. We don't know. There's nothing. They're laughing. They're giggling. They're not scared. They're not crying. They're not in distress. They're they're having fun. They're they're playing. So, uh, yeah, we don't know. When the mediums have come in, have they quantified whether the, the happenings or the hauntings are intelligent hauntings or more of a residual, like a replay of something that happened in the past? No, that's a good question. Um, we never thought of it that way. We, um, when they've talked to us, uh, they've, they've kind of said, you know, they, they feel certain people in certain places that they feel they just have chose, chose or don't know how to move on. Uh, we've heard that from several mediums where they, they try to talk to the spirit to say, hey, it's okay for you to move on. But they they just want to be here. We actually have a, a coffee shop that uh, we don't utilize anymore down in our, our basement area. One of the mediums was telling us, hey, there's a, a waitress. They're just walking back and forth. And when they try to talk with the, the spirit, it's like that individual doesn't want to leave. That's their job. And they just want to take care of their customers. And so they're still just there, just walking around the, the dining room. Is there one room that's more active than another room? We do have a few different rooms that seem to have activity. Our, our room 400 is very unique. So what it is, is the property has two levels. We have the casino level and then two levels of hotel, um, which is obviously the second and third level. And then room 400 is all by itself. So you have to actually go through a stairwell to get to it. There's no elevator that gets to that. It sits uh, alone. And it, it was originally called out as a penthouse. So we assume when these celebrity type people came that we assume that they must have stayed there. So we do have a package that we put together for our, our, our VIP Benny Binion experience. We have a 1962 Cadillac presidential limousine. It has the bullhorns on it. It has a, a custom Jack Daniels bar in it. And we have that room where if, if you book the room, we will pick you up at the airport in the limo with champagne and some amenities. We take you down. We actually, that room, we give you a complimentary ghost kit to use while you're here to give you the whole experience of the VIP type thing. Uh, we have a lot of guests. What's kind of interesting now is a lot of people that are into the paranormal and, and, and stuff. Um, what we're seeing is they'll book that room for a night or two on their whole stay. And we, we will pick them up at the airport. Uh, they'll stay there and then they choose to stay on the strip. So we have two of those reservations uh, in the next couple of weeks where they're staying at Bellagio or, or uh, um, Cosmopolitan at the rest of the time. And so we're able to, like I said, pick them up at the airport in a limo and then take them to their other hotel afterwards in our Binion's limo. And people seem to really get a big kick out of it because, like I said, it's, it's got the big horns on it and it's a retro thing that nobody else has. So it really is that old school feel. And that's one of the things we kind of tied it with was Benny Binion was a first uh, in many things. One of them was he was the first casino operator to send limousines to pick up his guests at the hotel, uh, at the uh, airport. He was the first one that comp drinks to the average player. Uh, he was the first one that carpeted his casino. So he had a lot of firsts. He was very innovative. Uh, so we try to carry a lot of, of him with the property. 
So the ghost kit, what does that include? So it has a little recording device, an AM radio that records backwards uh, that that will pick up as you talk uh, in the room. As you, I'm sure you're familiar with them, you can record. Mm-hmm. And then when you play it back, it actually does pick up the spirit and it talks with you. We have uh, the sensors for energy where you can go around the room. You you know where there's a light switch. So obviously you don't go by there, but you can go around. And you can start sensing. It'll start meter will start going off showing you what it is those are two of the things we've got flashlights and some other stuff that's in the box but it, it people seem to really enjoy it uh, and then also what we've had a lot of experiences with is a lot of our people that use their phones will just take their phones and start recording and then replay it and they'll see orbs uh, we get a lot of orb activity in a lot of different places who do you think is that who do you think they're capturing in room 400 was that yeah, I know you said celebrities most often probably stayed there, but you don't have any theories on who it could be? It, no, uh, we just don't know. Um, and it's a different experience. You know, quite honestly, we, we, we've had some people had no experience and then other people have had all kinds of activity. So, uh, yeah, we wish we knew. We just we just don't of, of who exactly it is. And the history of the hotel is no indication of what it could no, be. No, like. you know, it actually... Uh, celebrated for the Apache, which it opened 1932 in uh, March. It was March 17th. They had a soft opening. March 18th, they opened to the public. So it just celebrated its 91st birthday. So that hotel with 91 years of guests staying over all those years, we just don't, we don't know. It could be anything. Anything or anybody or, you know, so many different, and it's went through so many different, uh, uh, ownerships and, and different uh, things that have happened over the years. So it's um, the good thing is, is they're, like I said, they're there, they're playful. Um, so uh, it is, it is fun. And Binion's embraces their, their ghosts. It's not like other hotels where they deny any kind of activity or anything. Binion's completely embraces this. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we, we, we know who we are. Our employees uh, have told us stories and stories and, and, so that's where, like I said, our owner of our company, Terry Cottle, was like, look, this is who we are. So let's embrace it and let's share it with people. And, uh, and you know, and you, you've done this stuff for a long time. Some people that don't believe in, in, in this, no matter what you say or do or whatever. We, and like I said, we can't confirm or deny, it, you know, uh, what is there. But we just want to be straightforward of what we are. Do you offer any, other than the 400 ghost room package, do you offer for people to come in and do investigations in the hotel, the basement, like anywhere else other than just that room. Yes. At, at times over the years, we've had multiple different uh, groups come through. Uh, we did haunted collectors. We did a couple of TV shows. So haunted collectors came in several years ago. They went through the Apache uh, hotel. Um, Ghost adventures was in um, just prior to us opening. We, we allowed them prior to opening to go through the Apache and, and do their investigation. So you could look up those um, on Amazon, I believe there, there's some stuff there um, for those episodes. So we've done that now, now that we're occupying the hotel, I mean, it's not what we can, before it was open, we could let them go. And if you know the investigations, they like to turn the lights off, secure the areas, get all their recording devices up. Really can't do that now when we're occupying it, but we still have several people. Well, the room 400, when we had some guests, um, uh, local guests that were big uh, hunters, ghost hunters, they came in, they they got room 400, they set up all their equipment, 
they had a great time with it. Like I said, in, in that room does come with the access to the limousine. Um, the funny thing was, is we've never even thought about the limousine, but uh, they finished their thing. They took the ride back to their home. They took some pictures and video of them standing in front of the limousine at their house. They responded to some of our people at, uh, in our room reservation saying, hey, you didn't tell us that the limousine's haunted. Well, and they have a full image of a, of a body right standing by them. Uh, so, you know, there, there's some, some fun stuff that even we're learning about it. I saw, um, I watched the Ghost Hunter, the Ghost Adventures episode. Now you've had your own personal experience in room 400. Yeah. Uh, well, in the, in not, ne well, not necessarily there, just the whole uh, Apache hotel. So when we decided to remodel and, and, and bring it back online. I've had a couple incidents where the spirits followed me home and uh, in where on that one incident that we're talking about is when we decided to start construction on remodeling, the rooms had been shuttered for a decade and we had to remove all the furniture that had been there forever um, prior to us starting construction. And we had a company come in that was gonna remove the furniture, it was a Sunday evening and they were in there uh, opening those doors and several of them hadn't been opened for many years, getting in, uh, removing the furniture from the property. I just happened, I was sleeping during the night, my hand, my left hand fell off the side of the bed. It was just kind of hanging. And all of a sudden I felt a grip on my hand, pulling my hand down and it caught me off guard and it kind of took my breath away. Couldn't really say anything. And I just kind of barely got out help. And as soon as I did that, it let go. I seen an image of a body go across the bedroom. And, you know, as I, I thought, oh, okay, this is crazy. Um, and we just happened to have one of our, our executives was a medium. And uh, she had told me several things over the years about stuff. And uh, she's like second or third generation. And the next morning I called her and I said, you know, hey, something really crazy happened to me. And she described exactly what happened to me. She goes, they're just upset with you that you touched their stuff and they're sending a message uh, that they didn't like what you did. So, uh, you know, so I've had some experiences there uh, over time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if you know, I'm the only one they haven't been happy with. So after that, everything's been OK. But, you know, when I do go into that part of the property, I do feel very tight in the chest. I have a hard time breathing. Um, so I am the guy who, you know, kind of disturbs some stuff. And so they always kind of remind me that, uh, that they remember that. So they were upset that you were, you were basically changing their home from the last 70 years yes. or more. Yeah. Yeah. They, wow. they were not happy that I touched their stuff. But now you think it's more, um, like they've kind of grown accustomed to it yeah, now. Well, They're good with that. Yeah. It was like I said, only I'm the one who touched stuff. Now it seems from what we're seeing from the experiences, they're having a fun time playing with people. So I think now they've adjusted to uh, everything. And, and like I said, there's never been, it's always playful and fun, moving things, laughing, giggling. Um, so there's nothing negative uh, for any of our guests. Uh, so now I think they have, they're entertained, I guess. They have to have visitors. You've had employees that have had experiences in other parts of the hotel, the basement. I remember the basement being in a conversation. Yes, we've had other stuff in the basement. We had a situation, uh, one of our employees, a, a bar back that stocks the bars, was in the basement where there's a big cooler for beer. Two o'clock in the morning, he opened the cooler door 
and something grabbed his hand or his arm. And um, he got scared, ran out into the casino, seen another employee. He was just chalk white, said, what's wrong? Because something grabbed me. And, and we actually had a picture of his hand, of his arm, where you could see a handprint on the arm um, of him being grabbed. It's amazing. So the Binions is the actual casino and gambling hall is how many years old, did you say? The original part, the Apache, was built in 1932. Um, like I said, the, the mint part, I believe, was made in the early 50s. Uh, and then um, in 1965 is when they built the tower. Um, so 50s and 60s with that part of the property was built. And you said the mint is not open yet or that's not, not going to be open? Not the tower. That's something we're looking at and we're working on. Um, it, it's a major remodel uh, and it's, it was built in 65. So it needs to be completely, basically all everything gutted out of it back to concrete and start from scratch. So it is something that we're looking at, but we're, we're not there yet. We do have our steakhouse open on the 24th floor of that tower. We have our pool deck that's available for our Apache guests. And also we have our sister property, Four Queens, that our guests utilize the pool deck on the roof, which is really, really cool. So we have those things open um, in that section. We also have on our second floor of that tower, we have our Whiskey Liquor Up Saloon um, that oversees Fremont Street. It's really cool. It's got glass doors that retract. It's got a rotating bar that sits right over the street so you can watch the stage entertainment and we have zip liners. We have a zip line on Fremont Street. So we have some cool stuff, amenities in that area of the property, uh, just not the tower open. I've been to Binion's probably a million times, and I've never even considered that the Hotel Apache or the Mint or anything, like they were all connected. I don't know why I never put any of that together. I guess from the ground level, you wouldn't see all that. You wouldn't know unless somebody told you what they did and how it's combined, because the whole facade on the outside is all Binion's, so you would, you would never make out, you know, the separation. So now you can go to Vegas to see shows, lay by a pool and go ghost hunting. Absolutely. We got the whole thing. It's just, yeah. It's a rotating you know, bar. I mean, you can't miss the rotating bar. The only one in Las Vegas. And a 1962 limousine to bring you there. Yes. Yeah. That is very cool. cool. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to Vegas myself in November and again in January. And um, I'm going to look at the Hotel Apache and the Binion's completely different than I ever have before. Well, you got to come check other it all out. I'm going to come check it all out. And then do you have anything special going on for October for Halloween? Um, no, that's funny. But that's one of the things we've been talking about um, is working on some more special things. We've had other people inquire over the years and then certain things haven't worked out. But that's something that's on our agenda to try to do special uh, things with Halloween uh, last year, we did have one of the radio uh, TV stations, I apologize, came out, did some stuff with us. So it seems right towards that end of the month is when people start coming at us. And so yeah. if the right opportunity comes about, we'd be happy to do something. Yeah, I've never even thought about, I've never, I mean, I go to Vegas so often and I go to get away from here. I never really thought about it being haunted. But when you really think about it, people are living there 24-7, the people who built it, the people that work it. Like there's living, loving, and dying literally happening in Vegas 24-7. Yes. So like if for it to be haunted, it's, or even to have the whole replay of history over and over again and imprint on any of those buildings, I don't know why I never thought about it before. It makes perfect sense. Yes. Yep. A lot of history. 
Thank you so much for doing this with me. I'm really excited. I mean, to combine my favorite place in the world with ghost stories. I mean, kind of in heaven right now. Well, perfect. We appreciate it, Kat. We really do. Um, any exposure we can have to let people see it and touch it. We love it. Yeah, I, I'll make sure that our website has a link. Um, is there a special link that people can go to to book the ghost experience? Um, no, you can just go to our website for Binions and go to the Apache Hotel, or you can go to Four Queens and it'll click over to that. And then you, they'll walk you right through it. And you talk to our room reservations people and they'll take care of you. And just tell them you want the ghost experience. Yeah, you want, yeah the room 400 experience. Yes. The room 400. Excellent. Thank you so much. Okay. You, have- you too. Bye. Next time you're in Vegas, enjoying the sights and sounds of Sin City. Don't forget to stop by Binion's and experience the sights and sounds of history. Thank you for listening to this episode of Haunting History Podcast. We love hearing from you, so be sure to like, follow, and comment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Haunting History Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to all your favorites. Visit our website at hauntinghistorypodcast.com for more information on each episode, links to our Patreon page, and all of our social media platforms. Until next time, I'm Kat. I'm Haley. Remember, the living are far scarier than any ghost.